Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast by two people who don't listen to other Buffy podcasts. So, good luck with that. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. I mean, we could just be making the same podcast. I don't know. This could be exactly the same as yeah. all other Buffy podcasts. We'll we would never have know. no idea. Yeah. Uh, this is season one, episode seven, Angel, original air date, April 14th, 1997. This is a surprising episode. So, you know how on Netflix, when the, the episode is loading, there's like a picture yeah. that is from the episode. Yeah. So the picture on Netflix is Angel and Vamp Face. Oh my God. <laughs> You're kind of like, thanks, Netflix. What way to spoil it? Like, I guess not that <laughs> nobody knew, but really? That Can you is so unhelpful. Else? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get that they're capturing the essence of this episode in that one shot, but yep. that's just such an unhelpful way to do it. It's literally like hating on people. Well, I mean, in general, the Netflix synopses tend to be pretty spoilery for shows right. as well. So, I mean, it, it's not really new new viewer friendly. What a terrible idea. Yeah, for sure. This is the first episode that I've seen of Buffy season one that I'm like, actually, I really liked this. Yo, it's a solid episode, man. I don't remember any of it. Let's get that out of the way before we do anything else. Yeah. All of the information contained within it, I knew. There were no big reveals here for me. I knew everything. I haven't seen Buffy in a while, but they reveal like major points that keep coming up throughout the series. So yeah, I know what happens in this show or in this episode before it is revealed, but it's still very good. Yeah, they, I don't know if it's just a function of having the angel character in there. It's adding some extra dimension. I don't know what it really is, but yeah, something was really working. Really working for me, this episode. Agreed. So we start off, little Mr. Anointed Aww. is chilling with the master. I don't want to say where because there's a child there. So the masturbatorium. Nope. <laughs> We're going to be spending a lot of time in the masturbatorium this episode. <sighs> yeah, we really are. Glad we have a name for it. Mm. But yeah, so Lil A.O. skipping stones like a child would. His name is also Colin. I really didn't like that. Like, something about the master calling him Colin, which just was very off-putting to me. The fact that he has a name, or what? Maybe. Maybe because it makes him sound so childlike. That's the point. I know. I know. I didn't like it. So A.O., as you call him. (laughs) Yeah. He is skipping stones in the river of blood? (laughs) Maybe there's just water in the masturbatorium. And uh, the master's not happy. Why is he not happy? Well, because Buffy killed another one of his vampires. They're like, man, that guy was smart and he was strong and she killed him anyways. Well, if only there were some other vampires that we could call in to deal with slayers. Well, you know what, Dave? You're in luck. Am I? Yeah, because, well, so Darla wants to be the one to kill Buffy, but the master's like, no, 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 you're personally interested and plus... I'm going to send the three. The three. (laughs) I'm not doing that anymore. (laughs) So I wrote down the three all in caps because they really seemed like the the way they were saying it. 
Yeah, I've got it bolded. They're, they are definitely a bolded the three. They are the three. And I also wrote out three, like the word. <laughs> just <laughs> in like, case. Just writing out the number looked wrong. Anyways. And then we cut to some scary like biker looking dudes. Three of I don't them. know what that was about. It's but I guess... the lamest uh, red herring I've ever seen, <laughs> because immediately the three show up. Right? And whatever. They're vampires. They wear, like, armor. They Medieval look kind of cool. And yeah, then uh, we go to the bronze, where they're the having... Bronze. They're having a fumigation party? It's super gross. Is that a thing? At the bronze, it is. I, I don't go to clubs. I don't know. Man, I really hope not. But I think it is just a television thing. Because Willow's making a big deal about how <laughs> once a year, once all of the roaches have built up enough, <laughs> they have the fumigation party. And it's like, oh, kill a cockroach, get a drink. And everyone's like, oh, haha, cockroaches, how fun. Man, it's and you're gross. like, that's disgusting. Yeah. But Buffy has other things than cockroaches <laughs> on her mind. <laughs> I've got written other thangels. But I'm that's willing disgusting. to admit that that's a stretch. Oh, it's real gross. I hate it, and I also love it, obviously. It's, a, it's pretty, it's too much of a stretch, I think. Yeah. It's too much. While Buffy has Angel on her mind, Willow <laughs> has Xander on her mind. Xander the cool dancing kid. Man, he's oh, really yeah. giving it. He's dancing for sure. He's the dancingest. I'm dancing now, but that doesn't make for very good pod. Oh, I mean, I can imagine it. Nobody else probably can. Mostly, I've, I've seen you dance before, so <laughs> I have a baseline there. Right. But yeah, so he's he's not really dancing with anyone. Like, he's kind of dancing around trying to dance with people and being rejected. And then Cordelia makes fun of him. And then he says she looks like a hooker. It's just a great Xander time we're having. So this, I was like, oh, Xander's calling another woman a hooker or implying that she's a whore. Yeah. Not great. But... In his defense, she just <laughs> called him a cockroach. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I had I no problem like with it, this. But, yeah, he at least was responding to Cordelia's, you know, jabs at him with jabs at her. Yeah. So it's not just unwarranted completely. No, I, I think this is actually one of the best things that Xander has done so far. But again. It's like actually we set, comedic. We yeah. set the bar very low. Right. I mean, again, there was nowhere to go but up, mm, so... Yeah. So good job, Xander. You are slightly better than you were last episode. Yep. <laughs> great. Just just great. So Buffy's not feeling it. She's all mopesy, so she wants to leave. But if we're at the bronze, guess who else is there? <laughs> Batman? No. He's the knight, Dave. <laughs> it's it's he's, Angie. He's there, then the next moment he's gone. He is Batman, it's he's true. He's Batmaning her so hard. He, he does a lot of Batman-y type stuff yeah. in this episode. He's he comes off as really Batman. Batman. I, I wrote down Batmangel. <laughs> oh, but Thangel is a bridge too far? <laughs> so, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. No, I, that's why I was on board with Thangel, because <laughs> I knew I was about to say something just as bad, if not worse. Batmangel works. Oh, God, I hate that. It works better. <laughs> uh, Batmangy? Batmangy works the best, ooh, actually. Batmangy. Nice. Yeah, that's okay. perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Buffy senses that someone's watching her, turns around, and he's gone. Who knows to where? Maybe the bathroom. <laughs> 
the bat room. We're done. Mm. Anyways. So Buffy does leave the bronze and gets beset by the three. Yeah, they uh, they kind of... I mean, there's three of them, so that makes it kind of hard for her. And they they seem like they're winning just immediately. Yeah, she has one move. It is try to stake one of them. <laughs> and when he grabs her hand, she's like, I'm all out of ideas. <laughs> well, and I mean, then her other hand gets grabbed. Yeah, and then, then there are three of them. Yeah. And so then our, yeah, that's the end of the cold open. Buffy is in some trubs. Yeah, she's in peril. It's very perilous. Yeah. But after the cold open, we get Batman G showing up to <laughs> save the girl in the alley from the dangerous people. He's so Batman, it's great. <laughs> right? So yeah, he, he takes care of the dude who's about to bite Buffy. And now that that guy's gone, she can escape the other two, no problem. Right. So they realize that they have to run away from this fight. It's not something where they can stake these people. So they run to Buffy's house, which is not that far away. And Buffy conveniently invites Angel in just as they're running up to the door. Saying, like, come on, on, get in. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, man, if she hadn't said that, this would be a lot shorter episode. Yeah, this would be really awkward right now. Man. (laughs) And Angel has been hurt. Oh, no, in the fight. In a way that requires him to remove his shirt. So it's funny because before he takes his shirt off, I was like, man, that's a pretty deep V. Like, he's <laughs> he's really... And then it's just like, oh, you're hurt? Better take your shirt off. I'm like, well, my complaints about that V being deep are just silly now. I love the <laughs> directness of this. I didn't even realize he was injured. And then she was like, better take your shirt off. I was like, what? And he's like, all right. <laughs> and yeah, so he's got a pretty sweet tattoo. He has sick ink. Yeah. Whoa, sick ink, yes. And he's got a pretty baller necklace on too. What's the necklace of? I don't know. Did I didn't you take know? a good look at it, no. No, it's like it, it's a really long chain, so it was hard to tell. It's always out of shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Buffy's got on like a, a yarn sweater. I mean I guess all it's, sweaters are made of yarn. But it's like fish netty. Yeah. And then there's like a shiny halter top on it Whoa. underneath. She's got a holy sweater on. Angel better oh. not get too close. Ah! Wow, we're we're on fire today. Mm. And then so she's patching him up and standing like weirdly close to Flirty him. Flirty bandages. Like oh, yeah. so close to him. Very like, close. Like just an amount of closeness that is unreasonable. I mean, I guess they're all about that flirting, but still. Yeah. I just want to touch on the, the three showing up. Oh, yeah. When they were fighting Buffy, I was like, are these guys even the three? Like, I've been burned before with the whole anointed thing. Like, are they just doing that again? I'm really not trusting this show when it tells me semi-explicitly that someone is something. I'm like, no, no, not buying it. Turns out they are the three. But I was like, come on, show. But I mean, I could see how you don't want to believe it unless the people that are being discussed are in the room. It's like, anoint me once, shame on me, right? (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, you're not going to be taken in a second time, I understand. (laughs) You're not going to anoint me again. No. That's what I'm saying. So, Joyce comes home. (laughs) Oh. Buffy tries to get her upstairs without going into the kitchen, where she leaves a shirtless angel. Like, he's he's half naked. Yeah, she was succeeding. Oh, yeah. Joyce seemed kind of weirded out, but was going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then Angel, who is like the fastest shirt putter on her ever and his jacket so she doesn't see the blood yeah yeah no but he's just like bam i'm gonna come and say hi because that's 
probably what Buffy wants. This has I, very strong feelings of um, the first or the second episode where Angel appears in the crypt or the mm. mausoleum. He's always doing this thing where just from off frame, he will walk into frame, stop, and look serious at the camera without <laughs> saying anything. And it's exactly that again. And Joyce is like, there's a man here. Not a boy. There's a man. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a man. But are you saying that, like, that's something Batman would do? Walk it into frame and look serious? It is very Batman-y. But it's Anyways. also just, like, the angel thing, apparently. Oh, yeah. No. And so... So, yeah, Buffy's like, oh, mom, this is Angel. And, like, Joyce doesn't even bat a fucking eye at that name. She just accepts it, moves on. And, yeah, he's a first-year community college I love how this is set up. Because Buffy's (laughs) like, he's a student. And Joyce gives this face, like, (laughs) Like, even she knows that this is ridiculous. Even the show knows that it's insane (laughs) to make David Boreanaz a high school student. No, no, it's, it's completely absurd. Completely. So, yeah, he's a school at... The community college. First year, though. First, first year. year. Yeah, it's no, totally no acceptable. No big deal. <laughs> That's only like three years difference. No big deal. Mm, yeah. <laughs> God. So then Joyce is like, wow, he better be leaving. And Buffy's like, no, of course. He's totally leaving. He was just tutoring me for yeah. schoolwork. Yeah, that's but it. But we're done now because it's night. It is. <laughs> so they pull the old switcheroo. She says goodbye at the door, closes it, and Angel's still there. Again, closing the door to reveal Angel just standing there looking serious in what I think of as the angel pose. I mean, like, just standing? Standing, like, looking serious, yeah, I don't know, not doing anything. Yeah, that's He's fair. not very dynamic. No, he's, he's, he's just there or not. Like, mm-hmm. those are the options, generally. <laughs> right. So they go upstairs. I don't know how thick the walls are, <laughs> but they're talking fairly loudly. It's like the least sneaky thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Buffy did not think the whole bed situation through. She gets up there and is, is surprised when there's only one bed. And she's all awkward about it. And he's like, whatever, I'll sleep on the floor. It's all good, girl. I've slept on worse. This is the first of many times in this episode. Just in this scene, mostly, where uh, Angel will say things that are <laughs> technically correct. <laughs> Yeah, he's just leaving out very pertinent information that mm-hmm. she... I mean, he's lying by omission. Right. Yeah. Anyway, he sleeps on the floor, apparently, yeah. Well, oh, first... Yeah. yeah, no, first she's like, oh, turn around so I can change. Right. Which I guess is a thing she does? Like, that what's didn't that? work with Xander. Why do you think it's going to work with Angel? But then it does work with Angel. Apparently, but he's he a just, gentleman. Like, yeah, no, he's... I mean, okay, so again, we're comparing him to Xander, so... Yeah. That's a low bar, but he is well over that bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out that he's an orphan. Oh, no. Oh, no. Another one of the, like, <laughs> hey, my family is dead. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I'm sure that's all there is to it, Angel. Vampires killed them, though, Dave. <clears throat> oh, yeah, vampires, vampires killed them. Right, yes. All of these things are amazing and But it was a long true. time ago. He's a bit older than she is. Yeah. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of this stuff. Okay, so they go to bed. <laughs> what is Angel's plan for the morning? <laughs> um, let's, let's leave that for now. Because <laughs> the next scene is the next day in the library yep. where all the Scoobies are talking about Angel and the three. And I'm like, what happened with Angel <laughs> in the morning? What happened to him? <laughs> I mean... Your, your question is going to be answered later. 
Yeah, but is this his plan? So just listeners, take note. This is apparently the plan that happened. We'll resolve that mystery a bit later. Yeah, the, the G-Man is, is rocking that cardigan again. Oh, I don't know. Cardigan with the rolled up sleeves. Yeah, so mm. good. So good. Xander is very concerned for Buffy's safety with this strange man that's sleeping uh, in her room. Which he, yeah, Angel's creepy. I mean, he's just some guy that Buffy barely knows who looks very old. Like, and attractive, yeah. Right? And, like, what's he doing hanging out with a high school girl? With a 16-year-old. weird. Very weird. So yep. Xander offers Buffy sanctuary. And, again, he's not doing <sighs> it in a great way. Better than we've seen before. It's just, like, it's the kind of thing that you would say as a joke. And he's pretending that it's a joke, but it's not. And yeah. it just comes off as being creepy. It's all very creepy. So, of course, Giles knows about the three. Yeah. Because well, he knows about everything. Well, Willow calls him out on this, and he's <laughs> he explains that he doesn't really have a life. <laughs> yeah, and he stays up all night researching. And you're like, you know what? He would have to. All he, all he does is read books. How did he know that Buffy was attacked by the three? That's a good question. That is a good question. She must have called him, right? Sure. I, I assume they like they like talk on the phone every night before bed. Yeah. <laughs> She has to do her, like, watch her check-in. I don't know. She gets into bed, says that she hopes Angel doesn't snore, and then creeps off to talk to Giles. Like, Joyce should have problems <laughs> with what's happening here. <laughs> Listen, that's a really good point that I didn't consider. Giles just knows. Mm-hmm. He just knows things. Knowledgeable human. So yeah, they are the three. They are bad news. They're some sort of warrior vampires. But then he's like, oh, but they failed. So they have to offer their lives to the master in penance. And we cut back to the masturbatorium to see this happening. They are offering their lives to him. And he's like, you know what? I know you fucked up, but eh, it wouldn't really bring me much joy to kill you. But then Darla kills them. So these guys get like one chance to kill her and that's it. And now they have to die. Yeah, this I... is our first segment of the night. <laughs> oh, okay. set them up and let them down. Perry, what do you call it? The, you know, what are you talking the old about, Harry? bring him in and we push him out. What's you know, happening? the old bring him in and push him out. That's what we're doing. <laughs> no, so I would, I mean, this isn't the first time that they've done this to you now. No, it's not. And it's that's really why not. it's a segment. Yeah, right. Of course. What am I saying? I'm a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, they, they build this, these guys up. They spend like, I would say a pretty good chunk of dialogue talking about the three and now they're dead and it's been like, <laughs> 10 minutes? Uh, like, I don't even know. Uh, yeah. This happened, as you mentioned, with Clawgye, infamously. <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen again, but it's just this really weird, like, talking these people up, and then, I don't know, they weren't really that powerful, I guess. Whatever. And yeah, Darla kills all three of them for having failed. I mean, I assume it's just supposed to be character development for Darla. For Darla, slightly for Colin. Colin, but, or oh, we, AO, sorry. Oh, I, can't, I don't want to call him Colin. All right. You don't want to call him Colin? <laughs> call him Colin. Colin That's, Colin. Got it. Colin Colin. You know, I want to call him AO. Uh, yeah. So AO is also pushing for the three to be punished. And the master's like, hey, hey you got to learn to be patient with some people, but not too patient. Let's kill these fuckers. <laughs> when he's like, oh, vampire lives are very precious. But no, right. it's all just bullshit. 
Right, so they're dead. It's all good. Uh, we go back to the library, which is closed for filing. So I guess this is what happens mm. whenever they need to do fighting in the library. Yeah, they must. People must be like, man, this library is always <laughs> closed for filing. This it jackass sucks. cannot file shit. <laughs> we start by seeing a, what, dresser, an armoire full of weapons, like crossbows, staves, swords, yeah. regular bows, that sort of thing. How long have these been in the school, and when did Giles bring them in? So, I mean, he spends a lot of time there at night, anyways. So is he just, like, coming in with briefcases and, like, <laughs> what, tuba cases? Or, like, oh, wow, I always see this guy with his cello case, say, the janitors. Because you're thinking, how can he be hiding those staves? <laughs> Now, this is the scene that I want to see, where the janitor is just sweeping, and you see Giles, like, stumbling past with quarter staves up his shirt, and just, like, trying to hide them. He could pass it off as, like, a walking stick. He's, I was gonna say he's old, but I think we've really established that he's not. He's so not. He's so not. He's, like, 43. Yeah, I know. That's not old. I get it. And, like, 43? That's not old. Uh, you know, I don't know. Well, and so the the area that he keeps them in is like that lockable cage area, right? I think so. So, I mean, at least they're not accessible to students. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that makes it okay. The students just come up and want to check out the sword for the day. <laughs> they don't know that it's there, presumably. <laughs> uh, so Buffy's really hyped about using a crossbow, but no, 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 no. Crossbow, no. <laughs> You're going to be using a quarter staff to start out with. And they have a nice little training scene. Turns out Buffy's a slayer and can fight really well. And yeah. She, she beats can... the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah. She literally hits him everywhere he's not wearing pads <laughs> to be like, hey, maybe you should get more pads, dummy. <laughs> right. Yeah. He tells her that she needs pads. She's like, we'll see about <laughs> that. <laughs> so it turns out she gets to use the crossbow. Nice. And Upgrade. We come to the answer to our little mystery about Angel's plan. His plan was to stay at Buffy's house all day. Right, so I wrote, was Angie in her room all day? And then I put one, two, three, four, five, six, seven question marks after that statement. Because it's I just... It's a great question. I just couldn't understand that if that, that was the plan. Now, ah. as far as she knows, he's a human that needs food and water. Does he have either of those things in her room? Is There's... Joyce there during the day? Oh, yeah. Oh, it turns out she is. She totally is. Well, and so, I mean, I understand, oh, like the three, we don't want them attacking you, but Buffy went to school. Right? You know? Well, like, in the daytime. But like, what was that conversation in the morning? And she well, doesn't know that he's. Yeah, he, she doesn't know different. he can't leave. So when she leaves for school, why isn't she like, oh, you better sneak out now so you don't have to stay in my house all day? What the fuck, Angie? Okay. Uh, she brings Angie some food, which is super nice, and he holds it awkwardly. <laughs> like he doesn't know what to do with it, yeah. because he doesn't. She thinks that he read through her diary and gets very upset with him. <laughs> oh, this this is very awkward. I, oh, I always yeah. hate this part. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. I wasn't too fond of it. She's just getting a freak out about how she's clearly written a lot of very explicit things about Angie. <laughs> I mean, it was just too real for me. Like, it hurt me <laughs> on the level of, like, empathizing with Buffy. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah. 
I don't have that sort of experience. So she's she's written about how he's a hunk and has penetrating eyes. Uh, and then says something about A standing for Ahmed. Yeah, and her fantasy that she's describing talking about him. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, see, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. Yeah. And of course he didn't read it because he's not a creep. No, in fact, Buffy's mom took it out during her tidying of the room. Well, Angie was hiding in the closet. <laughs> Trapped in the closet. <laughs> shit, think, shit, think, shit, quick, put me in the closet. And now I'm in this darkest closet trying to figure out just how I'm going to get my crazy ass about this house. Uh, he gets another one of the great lie by omissions when he says that he's older than her. <laughs> uh, yes, I he mean, is. It's it's not a direct lie, okay? Uh, she's been held up at school long enough for it to be dark, which is very important for this scene. Because right? they are, you know, making eye contact and talking about how they can't be together. And it's a really, I think it's a nice scene. Where they end up kissing, and they make kissy face at each other. Yeah, and do. This brings us to our next segment. Oh no! Vampires kiss. A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Two R S T U V W X Y Z. Huh? Oh, oh yeah! This is the best segment title we've ever had. I'm a fan. Everyone should watch that movie. But <laughs> anyways, so yeah, like they're making out. They're getting pretty into it. Well, let's and just talk gets... about kissing vampires for a while. Yeah. Um, this is the first time that Buffy does it. Uh, yeah. Definitely not the last. And nope. I'm not just talking about like the last time she kisses Angel. No. But She's all about those vampires. Yeah. She ends up kissing a lot of them for being the Slayer. Is it just I mean, two? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But that's still two that's a more than high number for the people you're supposed say, to be killing. Yeah, I'd say any other Slayer in history is below that by about two. Two? Yeah, that's fair because that's. I mean, that's the whole thing, and it, it's sort of the ultimate like forbidden love, right? Mm, it's got a very forbidden love, love angle to it. Vampire plus vampire Slayer—that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we come back to our scene. Uh, Angel breaks away from the kiss. And it turns out he's a vampire. He's a what? 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 He's a music man. Yeah, he's a vampire. Yeah. I mean, Netflix ruined that for me. So. <laughs> right? At this point, cultural knowledge has. Yeah. But yeah, that is the, the reveal of the episode, really. That Angel's a vampire. She's had a crush on an older gentleman for a while. <laughs> but he turns out to be... A horrifying demon monster. So, okay. They're kissing. Then he gets all vamp facey. And, like, mm-hmm. it was my understanding that... I mean, again, this is canon that I'm talking about that hasn't happened yet. But my understanding was always, like, they can kind of do vamp face when they want to. So, did he do it on purpose? Oh, I thought it was that his emotions got out of control. Maybe? And he went all vampire on her. Isn't, I thought that was a big thing, not just in this episode, where it is, that's true. Like, he has to restrain himself. Yeah, later. And that's why he doesn't want to kiss her, like, in the first place. But that just seems like, isn't that going to happen every time they ever kiss? And then she'll have, to be, she'll have to be kissing a vampire face? Yeah, which is why it's a really bad idea for them to date. And Angel is like, 
we probably shouldn't do this, <sighs> but then gives into his his baser immediately. urges anyway. They, I mean, immediately. Yeah. But yeah, so obviously, once he's all vamp facey, she freaks the fuck out. Starts screaming. Angel <laughs> jumps out of the convenient and window. And slides away. <laughs> <laughs> Very batman <laughs> Right? He's Batman. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want her to see him like this. Uh, uh, Joyce comes in and is like, what, what happened? My daughter's screaming in the middle of the night. <laughs> I saw a shadow. Screamed a lot, like... <laughs> What's wrong mm. with you? Yeah. Yeah. But Buffy's shaken by this. She's talking to the Scoobies the next day about it, who are mostly incredulous that he's a vampire. Man, <laughs> Xander is not yeah. as bad in this episode as he sometimes is, but right he in this scene, he worst. should really be trying to be it's less like, of a jackass. Yeah, it's, it's just everything he's saying is completely in his own self-interest. Like, oh, you better kill him now. Like, what? Xander? Sorry? <laughs> like, she's she's clearly very upset about this. And yeah, he's just like, well, that's that. Better kill him. You're a slayer. Ah, if only there were marriageable boys of your own <laughs> species around. Eh, marriageable? Buffy? <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> so yeah, she's asking, you know, are vampires always bad? And Giles is like, yeah, they're animals. They're not people. They're all evil. Giles he's agrees evil. that, yes, Angel should die because he is a vampire. But is trying to be more understanding in general than Xander is. Um, Xander's being a real jackass, and he does the Buffy thing of dropping the V word a lot when there are a lot of other people around. Including Cordelia, and then they think that she's overheard, but instead she just spotted a girl wearing the same dress as her. Now this dress. (laughs) Oh, it's a good dress, man. Paint me a word picture. Mini skirt is is the general Uh rule for this, uh, this season. So it's a pretty short little dress. It's like got these pretty sweet polka dots on a black oh, background. They are, polka dot they are and pretty half. delightful. But yeah, she's uh, she's pissed. Did you notice that Xander is carrying a skateboard in this scene? I did. I did. <laughs> He's carrying the skateboard but not using no, it. They were like, "Oh, remember we tried to make you a skateboarder. You should carry this." Like somebody handed him that to have in the scene, you know? That's you intentional. Don't think it was Very intentional. Nicholas just being like you know what? Xander would have a skateboard right now. He just showed up to school. He skateboards to school. He's a real method guy. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, the I don't. What was the point of the Cordelia thing? I think this is the second and last Cordelia scene in this episode. I think they're both here to give her screen time because she is a credited, like main character. Yeah, and on some shows, if you are in the title sequence. You get paid regardless of whether or not you're in the uh, episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> so maybe they were like, we're paying you. Here's some scenes. Yeah, that is <laughs> very <work>. well <laughs> yeah, I don't something know. that could be happening. I call this graveyard running because of a scene <laughs> in House of Cards. Or sorry, an entire episode in House of Cards where Claire has just bullshit to do for no reason. But they were going to pay the actress anyway. So I mean, why not? Should you tell people that she was running through a graveyard in this episode. And that was her entire and, character arc yeah, sure, for the episode. Yeah, sure, but that's episode. why you call it graveyard running. Just just to further oh, explain, because that doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> if you don't know that. Yeah, people can just watch all yeah, of House of Cards. They don't even that's need to watch that much. I'm week. pretty sure it's in the first season. Yeah. It's the second season. It's <laughs> the second go, episode. Graveyard running. Look it up. So we're, we cut to Angel. He is in his apartment. Mm-hmm. It's pretty ritzy. In his crib. In his crib. He go, walks in and turns a lamp on and, like, Nothing mm-hmm. happens. The lamp doesn't change the light in the room at all. I don't know why this bothered me so much, <laughs> but dark. it really did. 
But no, he's not there alone. <gasps> Someone else is there. Oh, no. It's Darla. Yeah. So they have a history, and a lot of the dialogue in this scene is done well, but like with some pretty big overtones of people that have been in a long-standing relationship and maybe Darla isn't out of yeah, it yet. I kind of felt like it was it was a little bit surfacey for me. Like I felt like two people who have the history that they do. I don't know. I it wasn't yeah, it didn't ring completely fair. true. This for is me. also Darla's third episode sure, on the show. Sure. And actually the things that she says in this episode were more true to the overall canon than I recalled. So, okay. but just, yeah, it it was hard for them to really give it the gravity it should have because they don't know. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't know what they were going <laughs> no. to be doing with Angel and Darla. So a lot of this stuff is pretty surface level. They've had a history. Uh, apparently, according to Darla, Angel isn't exactly a vampire. He's not fully human. He's not fully vampire. And yes. some sort of curse he, he, is involved. She's like, tell her about the curse and see what she says. Also, yeah. why does Angel have a window? I'm assuming because he's renting a place and hasn't boarded like, it up tape yet. a garbage bag over it. Like, <laughs> it just seems like a weird liability to have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Darla, Darla misses him. She yeah. clearly is not over whatever it was that they had. Do we find out here that, that she sired Angel? I think that's later. Okay. Because like she Do comes back a few times. Yeah, you're, like, she's always throw around out of your Angel fucking apartment, dude. <laughs> like, right? Don't let her talk to you. Just fucking yeah. stake her. <laughs> That's definitely later. This is like she popped in for a visit, breaking into his apartment. And sure. she's clearly jealous of Buffy as well, because she's mm-hmm. she's wearing Very her schoolgirl so. outfit, and she's like, "Isn't this what you like now?" And she's mocking him, but there's also kind of an air of a little bit of desperation to it yeah she's oh julie benz is great she's great Mm -hmm. they shouldn't have killed her no (laughs) this is in this maybe i'm not gonna (laughs) spoil it what you did you just did they kill her in this episode where was angel coming from before he entered the apartment like in general or directly directly before before? because it's it's daylight (laughs) the sewers but wait Go on. Well, so, because it's sort of like a weird, like, it looks like a basement, which checks out. But then you're like, do the sewers just lead directly into his house? Well, and then, oh, no, because Darla's like, you live above ground, Mm -hmm. like one of them. It's not a basement. It's an apartment. Listen, if Batman can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Batman's not allergic to the sun, though. I mean, he might as well We don't need to think too much about this, but I always like pointing out, like, that's... This isn't a scene that could happen. I mean, Darla got there too somehow, so whatever. Yeah, and then left. I, does she leave? Yeah. I think Angel leaves his apartment. <laughs> she just stays there? She's, oh, uh. She chases him right out of his own apartment. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. All right. So, so the Scoobies are doing research on Angel, trying to see if there's any records of him as a vampire. Yeah, and the uh, the Watcher diaries come to the rescue. A lot of diaries in this episode. A lot of episode. diaries, yep. Uh, Giles has been mm-hmm. perusing the diaries of previous Watchers and found some entries about Angelus, the vampire, oh, yes. the one with, with the, the angel, angel face. face. And Buffy's like, yeah, tell me about it. And Zinner's like, ugh. Oh, yeah, right. so he's two, mm-hmm. 240. Yep. That's the number and we're throwing around. Buffy's like, that's only... 224 years older than me. How many times... We can make it work. What's the math on how many times older he is than her? (laughs) I don't want to think about that. I'm going to do it. 15. 
Oh, what's the um, creepy rule? It's plus half your age yeah. plus seven. So, <laughs> so 127. Yeah, that's... Anything south of there is creepy for him. So yeah, he's uh, he's got a ways to go on that one. So yeah, uh, Angelus used to be kind of a badass, doing a lot of bad stuff. But then 80 years ago, there's no more mention of him. It's like badass he stopped killing or something. is a word to describe <laughs> right. it. He Horrible. has done some like yeah, no, he's, he's a bad things. guy. Yeah, Giles has some sweet glasses work in this scene. By the way, I mm-hmm. love it when he when he takes his glasses off just for like <laughs> effect. So uh, good. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, that's all we learned. Pretty about much, Angel he's here. old, like yeah. he said. <laughs> Not a technical lie. We go lie. down to the masturbatorium yeah. again. Yep. <laughs> where the master is like, wait, Darla, you're taking care of this now. She's like, yeah, but check it. I'm not going to kill Angel because you told me not to. Or I'm not going to kill Buffy because you told me not to. I'm going to get Angel to do it. Master plan. What, what, you like and me, brother. Like, it's the worst plan ever. It's a terrible plan. It doesn't make any sense. It relies on her being able to manipulate Angel perfectly. And, like, that prophecy about AO is about how he's going to lead the Slayer into hell. Maybe it's the next Slayer that they have? Yeah, maybe the Master just has him around, you know... As a the ace in the hole. Yeah, maybe. But so it's a crap plan. But yeah, it's a really bad plan. Like she's it. just going to convince Angel to kill the Slayer, right? She her plan That's is basically, it. oh, I'm gonna make it so she wants to kill him, and then he'll have no choice but to kill her. Like no. If this is her plan, also, then the way it all shakes out is very coincidental. But we're gonna get there soon. Next scene is one that I really like. It's Buffy and. Uh, Willow doing yeah, some homework. Yeah, and Willow is adorable. First, very adorable. At first, I was like, I don't what I don't care about people doing homework. What the fuck is this? But no, you you can't be fighting vampires all the time. Buffy wants to be a normal girl, but can't be. But she still has to be a normal girl to some extent and do her homework. It's and she a really does nice suck scene. at history. Yeah. So is she? She needs this. I think she's tutoring. wearing Angel's jacket again uh, in this who scene. Who knows? Some, and well, yeah. at one point, she was wearing something that looked a lot like Angel's jacket, but wasn't. But it was like a black, mm. large-ish jacket. I don't know. And then you're like, what? Just put... But then, was Angel wearing Angel's jacket? Angel has a new jacket. Oh, that he makes has sense, a, I guess. like a duster. Right. As opposed to his old right. leather jacket, which was crappy. And he but yeah, Darla's lurking in the stacks. She is dropping some eaves. Okay, I couldn't get a very good sense of things. She was in the stacks? So, okay, here's how the library is set up. So there's uh-huh. like the the lower level where the table is, where they, they tend to study at. Yeah. And then there are the two staircases on either side that go up. Yeah. And then there are bookshelves up there. And then there's like uh, more bookshelves back behind that. And there's some sort of vague entrance way back okay. there. I was going to say, because how does she get in and then out? I thought she might be peeking through the same windows that the pack came through last time. Yeah, no, there's... I don't know if they've actually used it yet, but... There is definitely a way out. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so yeah, she's eavesdropping on Buffy and Willow, who are talking about Angel and how it sucks that he's a vampire. If anything, this scene proved to me that Buffy does not have vampire senses. Right? Because she had no idea Darla was there whatsoever. Maybe she has to be in the right mood for it. We're back at Buffy's house, and Joyce hears some noise. Joyce is drinking coffee. It's like 8 p.m. It's like really late for coffee. Maybe it's decaf. I guess. 
I just was bothered by the fact that it was coffee. She's gone through quite a bit of it she's, already, too, apparently. She's a champ. And she has yeah, a lot so, more to uh, go. Yeah. She hears some spooky noises. Joyce is looking real mm, good in this Buffy's scene. Buffy's mom has yeah. got it going on. <laughs> oh, that works a lot better than I would have liked. <laughs> that was going to be a segment. Oh, now great. it isn't. It's in my document. <laughs> was it yeah. going to be a segment? Uh, <laughs> so after creeping around oh, the house unnecessarily, could be. Darla knocks on the front door of Buffy's house and talks to Joyce and says she's a friend of Buffy's. <laughs> she has a good line about how she's helping with history from what the independent war of independence because her family goes back to that time eh, vampires love uh, to say subtle things like that yeah they really like the joking but like realistically that only like only darla is getting that joke so like 50 percent of the people involved in this think, conversation are so oblivious I think that makes it is that still fun, fun for her because it's this stupid oh. human right who can't understand <laughs> her guess. master wit oh jeez. Just terrible. So, of course, Joyce is so nice and invites Starlet in and says, oh, do you want a snack? Big one or little one? Big one. Uh, we haven't said it already and you don't know, vampires can't enter a house if they have not been invited into it. This is like classic Dracula lore, but um, it holds true in the Buffyverse. I think it's pretty common vampire lore in general. Sure. I don't know if Edward Cullen abides by those Listen, rules. That is not... <laughs> That we haven't brought brought that up yet, I don't think. But it doesn't count. Okay? Can we just be clear about how it doesn't count? Roger that. Roger, Roger. So luckily, uh Batmanji was lurking around the house. And this is the problem. <laughs> Joyce screams. Angie's just like trying to go in to talk to Buffy, who isn't there, but like right at the right time is in the neighborhood. Does Darla know that he's around? Not that I can tell. Because she seemed to really only go there because she knew Buffy was coming home soon. And presumably she wanted to frame Angel, but like not have him actually be there. But then, of course, Buffy would assume it was him. But then it works out even better than that. Right. So Angel busts in, sees uh, Darla holding a limp and unconscious Joyce. She's already had a little bit and Angel is very conflicted. He has not had a square meal in quite a while. He's been living off of blood bags. And so, yeah, he's he's having trouble with it, like a lot of trouble with it. So, yeah, this, you know, fresh human here that he could just eat is pretty tempting. Do we know what's wrong with him yet? No, just that he's cursed. So Darla pushes Joyce into his arms and he catches her. And then Darla runs away off to somewhere because she knows, I mean... It really seems like this was part of her plan, but there's just no way she could have known enough information prior to the plan happening to make this plan really work. It's crazy convoluted. But yeah, Buffy walks in, Angel is holding limp Joyce with teeth marks, and he's all vamp-facey, and it looks pretty bad. This this isn't what it looks like, <laughs> I swear, Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to commercial and have a great post-commercial comeback. Where it's just Angel being thrown out of the front window of the house. She's very angry uh, and tells Angel that if she ever sees him again, she will kill him. And uh, takes her mom to the hospital. Yeah, which is super reasonable because Joyce just lost a lot of blood. Yep. So they're in the hospital. Uh, they're all in Joyce's room. Joyce <laughs> meeting Giles. This. Joyce it's meeting so Giles. Because G Giles shows up and like she's kind of like... 
the librarian? She's like <laughs> weirded out. And then she's like, what a great school. Yeah, it really cares about the students. That's so nice. Buffy does talk about you. Yeah, this this checks out. Thanks for coming to check on me. I wrote down drugs. Like, <laughs> is she is she morphined up? And it all just seems like okay to her to because of the that. Gills, Michaela, to the gills, Michaela. <laughs> right. To the gills. Xander's actually not awful in this scene for once. He doesn't say a lot, but he does say something. And it's fairly understanding and not just the, oh, you better kill Angel that we'd expect. So good job, Xander. Maybe he finally realized that, oh, it's serious now. She's actually going to kill Angel. I don't have to be a dick about it and try to push it because it's happening. We could read that or we could read it as he's a better person and try to be charitable to him. He he doesn't deserve our charity. No, he doesn't. But I really want him to get better than what he's been. I know. But yeah. We all want that. Buffy's resolved to kill Angel and has a pretty sweet kidding up scene. Where she's grabbing the crossbow and uh, yeah, Angel is crossbow level dangerous. Crossbows are a really good idea for a Slayer. You know, if you want to put wood, (laughs) like a stake, into a person and not die, why don't do it from a distance? Willow and Xander and Giles constantly train with crossbows because then they would have to get up right beside the vampires. Like right, range Mm -hmm. is good. Range is super good. Yeah, so Buffy goes on an angel hunt. Giles is trying to warn her that it's going to be very dangerous, but, like, this can't stand. She can't have her family getting attacked. So Darla is in Angel's apartment again. Yeah, we're cutting back and forth in a a really well-done scene. Like, we're making fun of this, but this is such a better episode than anything we've seen before. Well, because Julie Benz is great. And, I mean, David Buenas broods a lot, but he's good in this this, uh, episode. He is... (laughs) brooding in a chair while Darla like stalks in a circle around him <laughs> tempting yeah. him to kill the slayer and yeah it, it's so they're talking about it he says some things that make it seem like he's kind of on board for what she's saying but he's just doing that same thing that they all do where he's saying parts of what are true and leaving <laughs> vampires are not a straightforward bunch <laughs> but yeah he eventually gets up and <laughs> pushes Darla against a wall which she is real into. Yeah, no, she's so mm-hmm. into it. And uh, l- luckily for all of them, the bronze is very conveniently empty. Yeah, for fumigation. Good Although old it fumigation. Been fumigated because that would kill humans. I'm in not it? really sure. <laughs> it's closed conveniently. I mean, Buffy's probably got pretty high constitution. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Buffy knows from the need to breathe, attack right? of the three that Angel probably lives somewhere around the bronze, so is patrolling around there, and then gets the sense that she should go into the bronze. And this brings us to another segment, <laughs> Dollars and Vampire Cents. We're talking about dollars and cents, dollars and cents. Of them greenback bills with the pictures of the presidents. Do you want to give a brief recap I mean, of Dollars and Vampire Cents? It sounds like it's about her vampire senses, but I feel like we disproved those earlier. <laughs> yeah. No, if anything, I'm saying this episode proves them. She is constantly aware of whenever Angel is staring at her. She goes into the bronze for no good reason unless she has vampire senses. She wasn't able to sense Darla, but like they're not perfect, I guess. And she might have just attributed it to something else. But she has some intuition. I don't know. 
Maybe she just knows that the bronze is the only place that anything ever happens in Sunnydale. Right, but that's a narrative. This, uh, <laughs> I, I think she has a, a vampire sense, and it's actually very well written into the series at this point, where a lot of the like, oh, that was super convenient stuff, is actually just her having vampire senses. And once you know that from the very first episode and then never mentioned again so far... That makes a lot of things a lot clearer for me. I'm actually really digging it, and I know you're not on board, but no. I think this is a legitimate thing. Not like in a in a solid like radar-y way, but just in like if she's stalking around and has a hunch that maybe she should go into the bronze, maybe she'll listen to that and it turns out to be right. It would be a very handy feature, and it would make a lot yep. of sense for the slayer to be able to sense vampires. Uh-huh. So she finds him. She's wearing like a really sparkly long sleeve blue shirt for some reason. It's a weird shirt. Anyways. And then he does like a super weird slow-mo jump. <laughs> it's it's great. I loved it. They fight briefly and Buffy refuses to kill Ang- Angie. Yeah. So what I noticed from a lot of their interactions in this episode was that Buffy thinks one thing. Mm-hmm. Then Angel tells her the opposite and she's like oh that must be true (laughs) because it happens when he's like oh i didn't read your diary and she's immediately like oh of course you didn't and here he's like well i didn't attack your mom she's like oh of course you didn't but like of course he would say he didn't he's a vampire why do you believe him deceptive (laughs) you were thinking like his entire existence around you was a long con from the master right and now you just believe everything he tells you (laughs) why very trustworthy man angel I don't know. So, yeah, he's telling her all about his big old sob story. Blah, blah, blah. Killed my own family. Blah, blah, blah. Gypsy curse. Gypsy curse. Just like the gypsy woman said. Oh, fuck. (laughs) So Angel has been cursed with a soul after he killed a young woman. uh, And her family was very displeased and decided to punish and that's cool. I think like it was mean to call call her dumb as a post. I mean, we're going to meet this person, right? So Are we? Oh, you oh, mm, maybe. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> anyway, yeah. He describes it as a gypsy Romani curse gypsies that was put on him. <laughs> uh, and like I guess was it less ridiculous in the 90s cuz now yeah. I've seen Archer and whenever I hear anything yep. about Gypsy Curse or like, yeah, that's exactly no, what the Gypsy Woman said. I mean, said. I feel like it's definitely a trope, but I don't <sighs> know when it rose to popularity. Oh God, Gypsy Curse. Fantastic. And I love that it's going to come up because I know this is like central to Angel's being. So this is far from the last time we hear about his Gypsy Curse. No, like the curse is is a very important thing and most of the time we don't call it the gypsy curse because (laughs) that makes it sound fucking stupid (laughs) it really diminishes it because you're like oh a curse that's pretty cool like he's seriously tormented after all this bad shit he did and now he's really repentant yeah but then you're like gypsies did it Yeah, it really removes some of the the gravity. Right, so then Darla shows up, and I think this is where she tells everybody that she is uh, Angel's mom. Right, she sired Angel, yeah. And they used to have such good times killing all the people. Yeah, and she misses him. She kind of goes over again, like she wants old Angel back. 
and she doesn't get why this whole soul thing is standing in the way of that. <laughs> I think that's that's a trope where people without a soul cannot comprehend the actions of the soul. But I mean, that's the whole point of not having the soul, right? Yeah. Is that if you could comprehend it, then... You would have a soul, yeah. Right. And so, yeah, she doesn't get it. And she's like, just ignore it, whatever. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. And so Buffy's like, oh, well, this vampire I'm going to shoot a crossbow at, that's for sure. And uh, this is like, I don't think this is really ever going to happen again, but I kind of love it. I love yeah. this so much. I was screaming at Darla as she was saying, like, oh, I'm going to kill both of you. I was like, oh, man, why did you not bring a gun? She brought oh, two. 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 Two guns. Yes. Darla. Yes. Thinking. Ah. Oh. So She's good. fucking serious. She's not some evil villain who's just going to talk about doing Fuck something. No. no. Yeah. She brought two fucking guns. Bullets she fires from these two guns. It's a lot. They're vampire guns. They have amazing bullet capacity. Oh my god. I I wrote down how many bullets is that? It's a lot. It's a lot of bullets. But again, Archer has taught us to count bullets. <laughs> it has. Uh We've seen before this that the Scoobies are are kidding up to come save Buffy, or at least help her, with uh, this whole Angel problem. Because, yeah, Angel's probably not going to be there alone. Why <laughs> did they not kid up at all? Yeah. We know at this point that crosses are OP. This is established Buffy fact. They don't have anything. They show up to help her kill vampires with nothing. And, like, how did they... I guess... Did she tell them she was going to the vicinity of the bronze? Yes. And, and then she they did, hear gunshots. And then they hear gunshots. Yeah, okay. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that actually that all makes checks sense. Out, unlike a number of other things. Right. So then they're like hiding up on the catwalk because they see, see you know, that Darla has guns. Yeah. Yeah. Hiding is the appropriate thing to do. Uh, but they need to distract her. So Willow just starts shouting. It's really sweet. She just is like, she immediately is super brave and she, she gives Buffy information. God, I love Willow. Yeah. Oh. oh, no. Yeah, it works out really well. They're like, we need a distraction. <laughs> Willow's like, okay, yeah. this is a thing that I can do. It'll put us all in danger, but it'll help save Buffy. Buffy's really good at dodging, which is why she hasn't been shot. Angel gets shot. Angel does get shot, but Metal can't kill vampires. Yep. So whatever, he'll be in pain. But not too bad. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffy, like, does the, the roll to, to get away from the bullets, which I really like. Does the rolling help? Uh-huh. It helps. Where's your gun? Especially since she's going directly away from Darla, so it shouldn't <laughs> be that helpful. Darla's a bad mm-hmm. shot. Well, can't use guns that much, I'm assuming. But if you're coming out Not to face generally. Slayer. People notice yeah. that kind of thing. And usually, why would she want to, right? Vampires are all about, like, the up-close kill. And it's just that she's facing the Slayer, so she needs yeah. more firepower. But yeah, we're having a, a much better action scene than we have seen in Buffy so far. And it's, yeah, it goes on for a nice little time. We've got some good fighting. We've got uh, <laughs> some gunplay, which is unexpected. And then I think Giles manages to hit the strokes. Mm, yeah, someone oh, does. Giles is back in the bronze. It happened again. Oh, yeah. He's there. I mean, not... Giles, Giles bronze town <laughs> is at two. <laughs> uh, not while anyone else Doesn't is matter. there. He's in the bronze. He's, yeah, Wait, sure. was he in the bronze? Oh, it might be at three. Really? Because I think he he was in the bronze when they uh, rescued everybody from the harvest. Yeah, the, yeah, he definitely was. Because he, he yeah. like, briefly, but still. Okay. GB count three. <laughs> Good. So yeah, someone manages to hit the strobe lights, which makes fighting very confusing. 
and uh, Angel manages to come up behind Darla and stake her. Yeah, and her reaction is oh, just great. I mean, she sired him for lifetimes, like generations. They killed a lot of people and just yeah. destroyed together, together, together for a long time. Yeah. And you could tell that. I mean, again, this whole she she can't comprehend of the whole having a soul thing, but. No part of her believed for a second that no. Angel would do that. No, not even slightly. There's betrayal and surprise and Oh. And all she all she says is Angel, and you get all of that. It's in that very word. well done. Oh yeah. For, for season one <laughs> Buffy. She's killing it. Shit. Everybody's killing it. God damn. Alright. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great moment. And I think we wrap up back in the Masturbatorium. Uh there's one more scene oh, afterwards, yeah, there is. but yeah. Sorry. Um, There's yeah, so uh, Master's mm, super super mad. He somehow found out Darla that was Darla his has favorite. died, and at the hands of Angel. I, I don't, don't know if that's know. going to be important, but he knows he that. does. Well, he says that he's like he made Darla hundreds of years ago, something like that. Right. Like he yeah. he Darla. himself yeah. made Darla, and right. like that's kind of a big deal. Because he's a pretty important guy, and no, and like we've seen many vampires give their lives for the master at this point. He is clearly a big deal. If anyone can help him get out, they will be showered with glory when he starts his reign. So yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. Darla was pretty, pretty crazy important yeah. to him. So he's mad. I was wondering in this scene. I really noticed it. Does the anointed one have some sort of like? voice mod on oh was there like his, an echo? his like his voice track like it was a weird it was like they were trying to make him sound creepier right and it worked yeah no it did because he didn't really sound like a child no. and yeah he's all like don't worry i'll help you kill them all <laughs> like a creepy little kid it's really well done man i'm glad that they have him as so a yeah, villain BFS right for now. life anointed one and master yeah BFF, that's fine the second f is for forever <laughs> I mean... Forever for life? You know, if they both die, they won't be <laughs> okay. BFFs anymore. All right. Uh, we, yeah, we do finish up at the bronze. Right. Sorry. Oh, um, this. Buffy's like, in a way, <laughs> I feel like Angel's still watching me. It's because he is. Yeah. He's a massive creeper. <laughs> he is always watching you. And more evidence for the vampire sense. Fine. She can Fine. literally feel him. I get it. I get what you want. <laughs> But they cannot be together. They have a really nice, heartfelt conversation. And, I mean, yeah, there's a massive age difference, (laughs) which they might touch on. But, yeah, like, obviously the Slayer can't date a vampire. It's crazy. It's absurd. But neither of them wants to leave. And they end up kissing. As they pull away, you see Angel looking really hurt. He's clearly had to, like, suppress his vamp face, especially because he's in the middle of a crowd. Yeah. And Buffy mentions, like, you know, it, it hurts to do this. He says yes. And as she pulls away, you see the cross from her <laughs> necklace burned into his skin. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really liked cheesy. this moment. I was actually a big fan of it. Because, like, let's just think about how much, like, how much would her body have had to be leaning forward yeah. in order for that to actually happen? No, it doesn't make it doesn't sense. Make, but like the, the like, chain on the cross isn't the, that long. The symbology. <laughs> Symbolically, yeah. I I like it. Sure, I just didn't feel like it could actually have happened practically. No, but it's a really sweet way to wrap up the episode. And yeah, well done, writers slash producers and everyone involved. 
you made a good episode. Honestly, even that like brief fight they have with the three seemed a lot more dynamic to me than the other fights we've seen in previous episodes. It did. This is just episode seven. I oh man, it's not gonna get. It's not all uphill from here by any means. <laughs> uh, but it's nice to uh... see that they can you know really grab one episode and lift well, it above this the was... others clearly something they had planned as sort of like a mid-season episode because they introduced Angel in episode one and we haven't really found out anything about him until now and he's going to be pretty important so clearly yeah they they knew that they wanted to do something like this and they yeah they definitely managed to to do it right all the reviews for this episode are very kind like it got an A for from whatever publication yeah it it's a solid episode. Well done, guys. This makes the network executive roleplay really easy because I'm like, if you can do this again, yes, I want more. But if you do more Teacher's Pet, I swear to God, I'll kill you all. Yeah, maybe we should just skip the next episode then, Dave. <laughs> uh, before we get to the next episode, what is your top outfit from this episode, Michaela? You know, the outfits were... They were, were as they, they weren't as, uh, I didn't notice anything really on my yeah. first watch through of this. Then I just looked through visually a second time. and I think Cordy's dress. Yeah, And the fact that so? there's another one of it, <laughs> and she's super pissed that someone else has another one of her ridiculous polka dot dress. I think I liked Buffy's kind of like see-through sweater Fishnetty thing. sweater, yeah. 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 Yeah, but no, it it was it was very subdued. Mm-hmm. Well, at one point too, she was wearing like a a white dress that it seemed very formal. You couldn't really see it because she was wearing it under like a long black mm. coat that I'm not even sure if it was Angel's coat or not. It doesn't matter. Right. But she was dressing it down with the coat, but oh, it still weird. was a strange. Uh, she was David wearing it Boreanaz at school. Looks it was weird. Hell of in this episode through all oh, of it. Oh God, he's yeah. He's got his duster. Oh, no. He's. In the oh. last scene, he's wearing a really nice suit. Yeah, he's fucking like, killing it. Fuck. And I don't know what was so different about the way he was dressed in this episode. Yeah. Be, but it was just. I think it was yeah, very expensive. I've read that his duster hey. cost like $1,000 and was Hugo Boss. Like, oh, yeah. damn. Makes some Man, sense. A it good does. Coat makes also, a difference. That face. It really and, you know, does. The entire torso yeah. area that we've seen. It all comes together pretty well. Be attractive, yeah, don't be unattractive. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. any other last thoughts for this episode? No. I'm, I'm, I know you know what's coming next, so we don't really have to discuss it. No, let's talk about next episode. So Hi, it's robot, called... you, Jane. Yeah, yeah, that's the episode. <laughs> this is an episode that I remember well in a teacher's pet kind of way. I know that Willow, I think it's Willow, has a robot boyfriend. It's all about the dangers of online dating. And how you don't know who you're talking to. And it turns out it's a demon in the computer. And I think at one point, I'm not sure if this is a dream or not, but I've got a vision of like a robo demon rising out of a bunch of mist. (laughs) And I'm thinking that can't be right. But also it totally could be right in this season. Well, you'll find out soon, won't you? I'm not looking forward to it, but yes, I will. Yeah. So every time that they try to do anything like remotely technology related, obviously it didn't age well because no, this is like 20 years mm-hmm. old. When but it the was information superhighway was a thing, right? Yeah. So it's gonna be rough. 
But you know it's what? It's going to be very cringy. That's okay. We're we're past the halfway mark. We're getting there. And then we just got to bust through some of the season two crap. We want to burst through our ceiling. You're going to find another ceiling, and you got to bust through that one. And you just got to keep hammering oh, ceilings. Okay. It's season fine. two also has good stuff in it, though. Yes. Or so I've yes, heard. It, Looking it really forward does. To it. All right. Well, if anyone wants to get in contact with either of us about what we've said on the show, they can reach out at beyondvanu.com dot hellmouth at gmail.com or welcome hellmouth podcast at gmail.com this episode will be up on the reddit buffy.reddit.com for discussion if you want to talk about it and if anyone wants to reach out to us personally we can be found on icq <laughs> instant messenger i am at i seek myself michaela <laughs> i am at i seek amy nice and just hashtag all of those instant messages. Uh, welcome to the Hellmouth. So we know you came from the show. Yeah, because we do get a lot of messages on there. Oh, it's so constant. It's we very need busy. To, mm-hmm. We need to sort through. Prioritizing is yeah. very important. It is. Yeah. <laughs> that just about does it from us here. And until next time, farewell, farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hell no. Hell no.